Hi, mate. Whoop. Send. Thinking of you Sorry, today. Sorry, I'm guessing Whoop. that's the sound of Send. a text being sent and on, not like a Dick Emery impression. It's on an iPhone, yeah. Just if you're <laughs> listening to this on the phone and you're on a bus right now, pull the headphones out, put it on speaker and just play this. And see how many people go for their phones yeah. right now. The letter R... He is the robocopping Paul Gannon. And he is the Randy Damien St. John. And this is the retrograde podcast, er, 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 uh, The Fictionary. Sorry, what was um, er, that? That was me doing retro robot 80s Is that what that noises. was? Er, 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 er. It sounded like a really creaky boat. So I called you robocopping. Yeah. Uh, the act of walking stiffly after exercise. <laughs> just, to be honest, just me in general. I yeah. walk like that. Yeah, I can imagine that. Like you've been riding a horse. Yeah, stiff. I thought you were going to be like action guy, you know, good with a gun. Well, that would be an incorrect description, wouldn't it? No. Um, you could also have robocoping, which is bottling your emotions in order to get the job done. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll go with that one. <laughs> Much like Robocop. Yeah. Uh, Robocop fact, the original film was produced for just $13 million. And people in Detroit have been campaigning for a Robocop statue. I thought they already got one. I thought that went up. Has it not been put up yet? No, they got some of the money and then the iron or the copper got more expensive as the build went on. So the guy was like, I'm going to need some more money. Originally $65,000 to fund it on Kickstarter. It's nearly done. Nearly. Nearly. Because Rocky, there's a Rocky statue in Philadelphia. Detroit went, we want one of a cop. Set in a dystopian future where our town is riddled by drugs, alcohol and violence. So it's coming soon, the Robocop statue. But your word, Robocopping. My word now, Randy. I called you Randy. Now, I didn't go for an obscure word. I thought I'd just go with a word that I think fits you. And I think you're Randy. Although, when I did the research, I was surprised to find out what it means. So obviously, it means sexual aroused or excited, you know. Obviously. Or, if you use it in the Scottish term, which is rather archaic, it means having a rude or aggressive manner, which I don't think you do. Hey, pal, you're a bit randy. Yeah, a little bit randy, mate. Yeah, yeah, steady on. Apparently, it comes from mid-17th century, and it comes from an obscure, or obsolete word, sorry, which means to rant and rave. So it also means to have a rant, which... Yeah. appropriately is a bit more Scottish. Can you have a rant and a rave at the same time? Can you have a randy rant? Yeah. Can you? Oh, can... I'm angry and I'm horny. Yeah. Actually, that is me every and day. I've got glow sticks and I'm listening to uh, SL2 and Prodigy and that. Yeah, the shame KLF. And this is the Retrograde podcast, first used in the 1610s from the French Retroactif, which means casting or relating back. Uh, but it wasn't popular in English language until about 1968 with the revival of Eva Peron-inspired fashions. And everyone oh. went, oh, this is so retro. Oh, oui, oui. Yeah. Ah, uh, je ne sais quoi. Pourquoi? Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Uh, if you oui. want to get retro about the letter R, yeah. and you do by the sounds of it, it started life as a hieroglyph for the Egyptians. Oh, that's interesting, Because their, their word for head was res, R-E-S. Yeah. And so they drew a picture of a head with a little neck on it which evolved to a head with a long neck on it, which kind of looked a bit like a pea. Yeah. And so as all these languages combined, as the Egyptian, the Greek, the Italics, the Romans, they all got together and they went, we've got a bit of a crossover here, lads. We've got to do something. So some genius went, you know what we need on the letter R? A downward stroke. Uh, don't we all at times no, we all. downward stroke? <laughs> I'm glad you made that joke. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> the downward stroke was formed around 6 or 7 BC and we've had it ever since. Oh, good old R. Yeah. This is the Dictionary, a weekly word-based podcast where we go through the dictionary one letter at a time. This week, we're on the letter R. 
Hey, let's do the word workout. Uh, an anagram of an R word. This week, it is a fictional literary character. A yellower sand. Yellower? A yellower sand. So I'm including the letter A there. A yellower sand. Right. Got to the end of the podcast to work out which fictional literary character that is, beginning with R. Good luck. Here we go. It's time for the big four words on the dictionary this week. Of course, it's a letter R. I'm going to start you off with yeah. registered text offender. <laughs> oh, I like this. Someone who lacks the capacity to compose a single message, instead preferring to send their thoughts as they come into their head. Give me an example of how that would work in real life. Hi, mate. Whoop. Send. How are you? Whoop. Send. Thinking of you Sorry, today. Sorry, I'm guessing that's the sound of a text being sent and on, not like a Dick Emery impression. It's on an iPhone, yeah. Oh, I got it, yeah. A step into the future, you and your Android. So if you were Android, it'd be... Yeah. Actually, just if you're listening to this on the phone and you're on a bus right now, pull the headphones out, put it on speaker and just play this. And see how many people go for their phones yeah. right now. Yeah, registered text offender. Um, mostly texting has now become about flirting. And what else do people text each other? Where are you? I'm at the shop. Yeah, normally just to stay in touch with loved ones. My uh, girlfriend has to send me shopping lists as a text, so I remember to get anything when I go home. That is good. And it doesn't rely on getting signal on your phone when you go around the supermarket. Exactly. It's very clever. Uh, I have some flirting tips if we assume that flirting is the most popular pastime uh, on text. All right. Courtesy of theartofcharm.com. It says, use banter, but remember to add emojis. When Be- we're texting? Yeah. So I'll be like... Haha, you look pretty today, winky smiley face. Yeah, you stink, thumbs up. Yeah. I, don't, I think you have to be careful which emoji you use. Well, you, true, but, you know, I wouldn't text you stink to a girl I was flirting yeah. with. Saw your mum today, she looked well fat. And <laughs> winky then pick, smiley emoji yeah, Vomit, green face emoji. <laughs> clap, 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 high five. Gif of um, dancing polar bear. I can't stand gifs. Make her smile without being funny. For example, I just saw the cutest little squirrel in the park gathering nuts, and it made me think of you. Oh, f-, <laughs> f off. I'm sorry. You're going to get a, uh, a shed load of responses that are saying, are you saying I'm fat? Are you saying I eat too much? Stop texting me about your nuts. Right. Are you saying I eat food off the ground? If I was a girl and out of the blue I got a text from someone who was flirting with me and all yeah. that said was, I stare at squirrels yeah. playing with their nuts. I'm I'd be the- like, delete block. <laughs> I'm in the park. Guess what I'm doing? Deny. Uh, I'm going to live next to the park. And the antithesis of registered text offender is the monotexter, equally as bad, usually women who reply with a single word like LOL or ha ha ha. That actually does get right on my tits. Yeah. Because you're like, hey, for instance, Karen, how are you today? What are you up to? Do you want to hang out? Lol. (laughs) Thought thought it went really well the other day. Want another date set up? Yeah. Lols. Lols. Who, who is this? <laughs> so yeah, that's the mono texter, but we are looking at the registered text offender. I have a word for you. It's called Rabelaisian. Right, let me do that again. Rabelaisian? Rabelaisian. Is she an actress? No, <laughs> she has been in EastEnders, though. <laughs> um, no, it's the word of Rabelaisian, an adjective. Its meaning means... It, well, it's fascinating because I came across this word by accident, went down the rabbit hole, fell in love with this word mm. completely because it just ticks all my boxes. So it's characterised, when you describe something as Rabelaisian, it means the text or a body of art that has a lot of coarse humour, bold characterizations, and often uses marked satire as well. So a person who imitates uh, or is enthusiast for the works of Francois Rabelais. Francois was born in 1483, or actually no one quite knows for sure. They think he was either born in 1483 or 1494. 
big gap of knowledge there. It makes but, a lot of difference. But it, they do know he died on April 9th, very specific there, or his death, 1553. He was known, get this, talk about, you know, like a kind of, you know, man of all seasons. This guy was um, a French Renaissance writer, a physician, a Renaissance humorist, a monk, and a Greek scholar. And he wrote books that were quite Bawdy. Um, his favourite, well, say his favourite, but his most known work was called Gargantua and Pantagruel, which is about uh, two big giants who live with the small people. And it's lots of satire and it's lots of thought. And I just like guys. something called Pantagruel. And you're thinking, well, what would be Rabelaisian now? What would it? What would it be? What would it be, Paul? Thank you. Um, well, first of all, do you like innuendos? Uh, I like a couple, yeah. I'd like to give you one right now, if that's all right. I was trying not to do that. I know, but it's too late. You fell into my trap. Ha, 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 ha. I fell into your innuendo hole. So, yeah, you did quite deeply. Uh, There were a lot of examples I could have come up with. When it comes down to it, the best thing I think that describes Rebel Asian in the UK is Viz Magazine or Viz Comic. Yeah. Because that's everything. Viz, I, I love Viz. And I think it's a great piece of British heritage because it tackles all the things. It's got great satire for a star. Characters, you know, it has its famous characters that we all know, like uh, Billy the Fish. That was one, yeah, wasn't Billy it? Billy the Fish. Roger Melly, man off the telly, who yeah. was the uh, arrogant who, news reporter. Is it Buster Gonads? Buster Gonads. My favourite, Finbar Saunders. I remember the video game. I remember playing the video yeah, game. I remember, the, I remember yeah. the video game as well. So, yeah, there are loads of really interesting characters there. But what I think was best about this cartoon, outside of the uh, comic strips, were the adverts, the fake adverts. They used to do a lot of fake ads for things that you would find in, like, the Daily Mail magazines. You know, mm. pristine shapes of um, yeah. uh, pristine... I can't think of the word. Plates. Why is it I can't think of the word plates today? Do you mean the word plates? Yeah, the word plates. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the whole limited edition drawings of yeah, Princess Diana. Yeah, they do Diana. for the Queen and yeah. things like that. Yeah, the Lots China. of things like that. Yeah. Uh, but what they're probably most famous for at the moment are the top tips. So I thought yeah. to end this little segment, I would mention some of my favourite okay, top tips go. from them. So number one is single men. Convince people you have a girlfriend by standing outside top shop with bags of shopping, looking at your watch and occasionally glancing inside. Don't waste money on expensive iPods. Simply think of your favourite tune and hum it. If you want to switch tracks, simply think of another song you like and hum that instead. <laughs> Motorists, when going through a speed camera, flash your lights twice quickly and watch the driver in front hit the brakes as he thinks he's been caught. And finally, town councils, reduce litter problems by issuing blind folk with pointy sticks. Love it. There you go. So top tips. Viz, very Rabelaisian. Lovely. My word for you next is roastery. Now, is it? (laughs) Look at your brain going. Is it like a harvester? Trying to be professional. Yeah. Is it, or is it is a it dirty l- sex act? Uh, it's neither as far as I'm aware, but it did oh. enter the uh, English Oxford Dictionary last year. Roastery yeah. is uh, where they roast coffee beans or meat, which is an odd combo. It, it can apply to either. Yeah, I popped on the roastery the other day. Yeah, just, what, for beans or meat? Yeah, well, a bit of both. A bit of beans. Why can't uh, I have both? Yeah, uh, the booming coffee culture has given rise to micro-roasteries oh over the God. years, where coffee beans are toasted before being ground or sold. There are over 333 in the UK and Ireland, including Bean Brothers, Happy Donkey Coffee, <laughs> Dusty Ape, Rave Coffee, which will keep you up all night, yeah. Anvil Coffee, obviously in Basingstoke, because everything in Basingstoke has to come with Anvil. Or has been in Staffordshire. But yeah, roasteries. In fact, uh, it's a booming trade. If you're interested, you could set up your own one. You need a metal drum and some coffee and away you go. I think the thing about coffee is I like it like sausages. I don't know where it came from. I just want to enjoy them. Right, my word now. A retronym is this. It's a new term that's created from an existing word in order to distinguish itself from the original existing word. 
right? The only way to describe this better is to say, like, you know, like we used to have watches. If I was, if you're going to say there's me, I got a watch. You'd say I got an analog watch, or, yeah. or I got a traditional watch, right? Yeah. Because if it was digital, it'd have the readout as numbers. But if it was analog, it'd be like the one on your wrist. Yeah. So that's what a retronym is. It's like saying it used to be called a watch, but now we'd say, oh, it's an analog watch or it's a digital watch. To like a tele- like a telephone. It's just a phone now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I've got a load of examples in this. It's quite a new word. It was only t- coined in the 1980s. Yeah. Uh, so here's a great example. Coca-Cola Classic. Because it used to be Coca-Cola. Yeah. Then they came up with, in the 80s, the infamous new Coke flavouring, which was uh, yeah. instantly hated by everyone and rejected. So they rebranded it and called it Coca-Cola Classic. So got you it. knew it was the original recipe. And then you could differentiate it from the horrible, pissy Coke flavour that they came up with in the 80s. iPod Classic. Because you used to have an iPod, and then they brought out 20,000 different types of iPod. I had them all. Did uh, Probably, yeah. For a while, I was like, I've got to have the next one, I've got to have the next one. And then I was like, why? And then it was like, this is literally yeah. money for old rope. I'm yeah. paying for the exact same thing, but it, it now fits in my pocket a little bit better. Mm, that gives me a slightly smaller uh, bulge in the front. I couldn't possibly comment. Yeah. Uh, or in my favourite one, and it's taken only a couple of episodes for me to finally mention this, but real Ghostbusters. Because it would have been called Ghostbusters, right? Yep. But then there was a sitcom by Universal in the late 70s called Ghostbusters, which featured two guys and a gorilla in a very panto live-action setting catching ghosts. I would like to see that. It's, you can get it on YouTube yeah. to watch. And so when they were making Ghostbusters, they didn't know what to call it because they didn't have the rights to call it Ghostbusters. So for the longest time, it was called Ghost Catchers or Ghost Breakers and things like that. And then finally there was a deal made where Filmation and Universal, who owned the Ghostbusters name went you can use Ghostbusters for this movie but we get to use it for the animated show which they were planning which came out a few years later after He-Man yeah. uh, and so when they brought out the movie based cartoon series they had to call it the real Ghostbusters to differentiate it from the currently played out filmation cartoon wow. brand geek culture is so confusing I've spat it into this podcast yeah. and it's stained but yeah retro nim brilliant Okay, time for the uh, random game this week on the letter R yeah. this is a foodie game for you Paul Gannon what are you being served? I'm enjoying this already. The uh, suffix for the internet in Russia is... Are you? Okay, great, good. So, what are you being served? You presume I'm smarter than I am. Wow. So let's... You mean you don't go on Russian websites? What's wrong with you? No. So, what are you being served? Here come five things. Uh, popular foods in Russia. Yeah. I'll give you the Russian. You tell me what they are in English. Okay. Number one, blini. 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 B-L-I-N-Y. Blini. It's a sausage? It, well, it has the same shape as a sausage. Big so sausage? a quarter of a point. <laughs> uh, a thin pancake. Okay, oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Okay. So, number two, a kasha. K-A-S-H-A. Is it a American music songstress? Loud rapper. A kasha. If you ask for kasha in Russia, you will get porridge. Oh. Number three, come on, you need some points, man. Do I? Do yeah. I, though? You'll like this one. Number three, Kissel. Kissel. K-I-S-S-E-L. K-I-S-S-E-L. I'll have a bowl of Kissel, please, my good Russian slave. Is it slave. ice creams? Not f- a million miles away, but not quite there. Custard. Kissel is fruit soup. Uh, fruit soup? Yeah. It's like a fruit. It's like a liquidy fruit soup, like a strawberry soup. Like a, like a puree? Well, it's like a soup. But is it hot? Doesn't have the consistency. No, it's cold. So it's a fruit like a spaccio. Yeah, but it's not savoury. It's a fruit soup. Take it back. I want it hotter. <laughs> so wait, no. Let me get this I straight. Keep so saying it's like fruit soup. So like you know, like you get a blended uh, fruit smoothie. Yeah. Is it like that then? No, it's like fruits. It's like I can't cr- grasp the concept. Of- it's clear. It's a clear liquid. A fruit kind of soup. 
So it's a bowl of water with fruit slices in? No, because it's fruit. It's clear. Right. There are no, but it's fruit. Are you it's, thinking of jelly? It's stra- no, because jelly sets, it's strained. So this is preset jelly. Strained fruit into a soup is kissel fruits. Oh my God. Number four, pirog. <laughs> pirog. <laughs> uh, I love a pirog, actually. It turns uh, out I'm a massive fan of pirogs. Is it uh, <laughs> Rude Avenue or Sane Avenue? I'm going to go, is it some kind of chocolate? It is n- not a kind of chocolate. Mm. A pirog is a sweet or savoury pie. Oh. I'll have a pirog and chips. Oh, okay. That's sweet or savoury. So any kind of pie, though. Yeah, any kind of pie. And finally, I think you like this drink. Although, seeing as you didn't like fruit soup, I mean, who no, I just don't get the concept. That's, that's the difference. Are you being served, number five, spitten? S-B-I-T-E-N. Spitten. That's... Hasn't got any spit in. No, I'm imagining <laughs> not. Although it is Russia, so... Um, is that going to be a soft drink? It is a drink of sorts. Is it a fizzy drink? No. Is it alcoholic? Can be. So it's not vodka. So no. I'm going to go ahead and say it is tea. No. Coffee. No, but you No, so- stop it. I want to get this yeah, one. You're in the- this podcast does not end until I get this. So it's going to oh. be... Is it Horlicks? Is it like a malt drink? Is it a milkshake? Spitten is a spiced honey drink. I was, that was my next suggestion. S- served warm. Uh, can be made alcoholic if you switch the water for red wine. So like a hot toddy almost as well. Kind Ish. of like a, like mead. Like a hot mead. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there you go. Nice. Zero out of five on what are you being served? I thought I did very well. Time for the results of this week's word workout, an anagram of an R word. The guy or woman is a fictionary literal character. 30 seconds at home and in the studio, Paul Gannon, to work out who it is. The word was a yellower sand. 30 seconds begin now. So, I am going to be honest and I can't picture it at all. Is it a well-known popular character? Very. Oh, Oh. Looks a bit like you. Oh no! Because <laughs> instantly, my mum. Fifteen seconds. My mum thinks I look like uh, that singer with the big chin. Fictional, Will young, fictional literary character. I know, fictional literary character. Um, Time's nearly up. <sighs> what are you playing, that man? I can't. Is it, it the c- character from Grange Hill, Roland something or other? No, but not far off. <laughs> oh, Harry Potter's ginger best friend, Ronald, Ron Weasley. Ronald Weasley. I, I'm taking that as a win. <laughs> if you want. Yeah, I am. Uh, in the novels, Ron Weasley was introduced as being tall, thin and gangly, with freckles, big hands, feet and a long nose. Obviously nothing like no, nothing your like man Rupert in the, Grid, uh, in the Gr- movie. Grint. Uh, a pure blood. He was basically like the free dinners kid at school. Yeah. Wasn't he? Uh, or the Joey to Harry's Ross and Hermione's Monica. <laughs> like the least yeah. smart of the bunch. Although in the end, he does manage to get Hermione to marry him. And they have two kids. Given the two most pretentious names you could ever give a child under five, Rose and Hugo. Oh, dear Lord. Wow. J.K. Rowling was in her mansion when she was writing that, right? She often said as well recently that um, she wished she'd paired Hermione up with Pat Potter in the end, Harry himself. I think so. Leaving the poor ginger kid once again on the doorstep, picking up the sloppy seconds. On uh, magical Tinder, whatever it is. Yeah. So yellower sand is Ronald Weasley. And that'll do it for this week's Dictionary. R has been exceptionally uh, fun to do, I think. We are looking ahead to the letters S-T-U-V-W, the dreaded X, Y and Z to come in future episodes. But for now, Paul Gannon, uh, I think this week's Dictionary has been Ragamuffin. (laughs) 
dear lord, I found this episode ridiculous. <laughs> and I thought it was quite romantic, actually. First coined in 1300, meaning a story written or recited as the adventures of a knight, hero, or similar. Uh, other R words that can be used in a romantic story include radiant, ravishing, red hot, remarkable, revel, and revere. I nearly said reverse, but uh, it's different kind of story. <laughs> if you're interested in hanging out, we're on Twitter at Thick Podcast. We're on the Facebook as well. And we'd love your reviews. Come and find us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Yeah. You could even win a T-shirt, T-shirt, T-shirt. I said, please, well, doctor, I still believe for me. win a T-shirt. We'd love your reviews. It really helps spread the word. So or we'll do more impressions. iTunes, Audio Boom, and now Stitcher for the Android types. Until next week, have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>